Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 150. It's uh, the subtitle is "Fuck, I can't believe we made it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's still not a real podcast. <laughs> But it is 150. We finally got here. Not that it means much, really. It's like just another number. Yeah. It's not a problem. Age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah. In the immortal words of Aaliyah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Cultured. <laughs> That's like yogurt over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Blueberry. Yeah. That's weird. Yogurt. So, he's Lucas, I'm Matt. Yes, this is the Drop Big Gaming Podcast. We made it. <laughs> Other um, professionals, as oh, usual. Oh, yes, yeah. We were going to do something special, but then we thought, fuck it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Just too busy to organise it. Yeah. We were going to live stream this, but then we didn't. And so, we're still not, so it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> Actually, no, we're live streaming as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here watching it. Just FaceTiming my baby. <laughs> it's a live stream, yeah, Oscar. That's right. He's like, da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all the feedback we need. You know how awesome it is. Yeah, yeah. How much do you like the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, well great. You, you and everyone else, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but the one but, thing that you know, it's taken probably a long time to get to this point mm. is us playing through um, a game. Um, <laughs> just any game. Any or? game. Any yeah. game. Uh, we finally have played through um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Point. I haven't finished it. No, I've just moved I. on. I put yeah. literally like seventy hours into yeah. it. I put about um, fifty-five, something like that. In. Yeah. It's and, yeah. I was looking at um, howlongtobeat.com, which is where you can go to find out oh, how yeah. long it takes yeah. to beat games. It seems in the name. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, and it said, I think if you just play the main story in Breakpoint it's about 20 hours wow which goes to show I mean it's a Ubisoft game yeah. so it is what it is I don't but know if that's right like that, I haven't you, done if you too don't do much any more side mission, it's easy to get lost in it though and yeah, do true. to get caught up in doing shit and like there's options on how you approach things yeah that's true that can take and I, I've, I've played it all single player I yeah. haven't done any multi in it at yeah. all. No co-op. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's been very different because I've had to, like, every single place that I've been to... It takes time. Yeah. I rock up and I hide and then I put up the... You know, drone. Drone for 10 minutes sometimes flying around trying to figure Spot shit out. everything, yeah. And then, you know, I start slipping down a hill and go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it cracks me up every time that happens. <laughs> He's the running along. I just, just love go, when they oh, when he starts falling. Oh. When you run out of uh, stamina, sliding down the hill, and he just yeah. starts tumbling down. Yeah. Like, oh, 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 oh. You're like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you land at the bottom, and there's just this big dust cloud. Yeah. <laughs> and then enemies will walk past and just not even notice that there's a fucking dust cloud there because you happen to be prone. Yeah, you know, you've laid on the ground and thrown some dirt on yourself, and they can't see you. Like. Seriously. Yeah. But yeah, so 20 hours, they reckon 20 hours to do the main story. I think there's no time for completionist on there yet. Okay. Normally there's main story, 
yeah. main plus extras, and then completionist. So I don't know how you define extras in a game like yeah. Breakpoint because there's so many extras. But completionist would be doing all the main missions, all the side missions, clearing every area yeah. on the map. So that's I've gone through it like so. The breakdown of how I played it was there's four classes: sharpshooter, panther, assault, and field medic. Yeah, I started with sharpshooter, mm-hmm. and you can get them each to level ten. Yeah, and each of them have a ability and various other things that differentiate them. Yeah. Um, so I started with sharpshooter because my style of the game was like, well, it's a massive open world and it's outdoors mostly, so you've got long range. So sharpshooting using sniper perfect. rifles is perfect. Yeah. And shooting people in the head is super satisfying in this game. The shooting feels actually it's probably one of the best things about this yeah, game. Yeah, I agree. Um, for Except example, in close quarters because of the camera. Yeah, yeah, the camera can be frustrating because it's like so tight, which is weird because one of the problems... Okay, I'll just yeah. try to stay on track Okay, here. yeah, yeah. So the reason that I've put 70 hours into it and I'm nowhere near finished is that I, first of all, focused on just doing stuff to try and level up my guys. Yeah. So the classes, the levels for them have challenges like get three headshots yeah. in three seconds like things like that yeah kill somebody kill someone from 400 plus meters or yeah. whatever um, kill 10 drones stuff like that and then you level up and you get a new list of things that you need to do so I went oh that's cool I'm a completionist generally so I was like I'm just going to focus on leveling these all up knock them over get the trophies for that section of the game cool mm-hmm. and I had a lot of fun with it but my style of play it, from the beginning, I went sharpshooter, and I did all the other ones where you have to kill with soup, like submachine guns and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But I always had a sniper rifle because that's just how I wanted to play that game. Yep. And so, like you said, you put your drone up, which is mm. like for those of you who played Assassin's Creed, it's your fucking eagle. Yeah. For those of you, oh, is there one in Far Cry? Binoculars, I guess. Maybe binoculars for like yeah. spotting enemies. Yeah. So it's your uh, companion assistant. Ubisoft assistant, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That helps you spot the enemies. Mm -hmm. So I'd spend the five or ten minutes finding everything because they come up as like a red glow on the map. Yeah, which I found actually kind of weird, and I just want to touch on that just quickly. It it kind of... It almost takes away from any surprise, which I thought was kind Mm. of bizarre. Like, knowing that you could get your drone up in the air and you're going to spot most of them is enough. But having that on the map like the little HUD map that you've got in the corner having this little red blob yeah. knowing that you still haven't spotted someone yeah, kind of took away any surprise yeah. in that for me which I thought I, was kind of weird yeah I did find because I did find as I was playing that if you went for the play style the complete opposite of the sit back and snipe and you just do the Rambo run in and try to kill yeah. everyone style which is totally doable because the AI is fucking dumb as shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and like I was playing co-op with people and they were like, no, all I do is just run in. Like okay. you can spot shit if you want, but I'm just heading in. Or yeah. I'm going to take a helicopter and just rain fire on these yeah. motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's options on how you play the game. Yeah. But I found that when I ran in, even knowing that there was guys around from those red blotches, I still had guys fucking catching me by surprise every now and then. Oh, wow. And then you just turn around and shoot them in the head. Yeah, but, yeah of course. Like, I did get that occasionally, but that's just because of 
being too focused on the action to look at my mini map, yeah. I guess. But yeah, so my style was always um, mark everything and then just try to headshot everyone that I can yeah. and then move and then position and try and then, yeah. Yep. So that in itself takes fucking ages. Yeah. And yes. I went through a phase where I went, there's like a section of the map down the bottom that's like small islands. Mm-hmm. And I just went, so what happens on the map, it has these little circles that when you spot them you can put your drone up and you can look at them and they're a question mark and they get revealed to be what they are yeah and then each of them will be like it could be a location that just has one chest or it could be a base that has chests and skill points and weapon blueprints and everything and um my plan was just to clear that whole area Mm -hmm. so i spent a good like five or six hours just going to every dot in this area and um i can imagine doing that for the whole map like there's there's sections of my map that still have fog of war on them yeah. and I've played for 70 hours. Yeah. So you could easily put, I reckon, 100, 150 50, hours. Yeah, I'm plus, thinking that. Yeah, exactly. Plus there's daily faction missions that get updated daily, which is a standard Ubisoft thing these yeah. days. Yeah. Um, they've got the raid that we didn't get a chance to play, but they're going to like they're gonna have post-launch support for this like they did with Wildlands heaps. Mm-hmm. But um, the problem with Ubisoft, with their penchant for post-launch support is part of the reason why this game has kind of fallen by the wayside apart from like there's a lot of shit going on yeah on the internets about this game um there was a big drama when it first came out because there's an in-game store which is also standard for ubisoft Mm -hmm. and it has the um what do you call it like time saver things i think we've talked about them in the past where it's like you can pay X amount of money. So I think it was... For different guns. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Ammo, or not ammo. You get guns vehicles. and they have Mark 1, Mark 2, Mark 3 and yeah. you raise them up by doing unlocks that you use weapon parts that you get from dismantling other weapons. So a perfect time saver for that is to have a weapon parts pack which they sold on the in-game store for real money yeah. that you could buy all these fucking parts that you could use to upgrade weapons. And to be honest the gear so the gear style if the game works the same in the way that the division 2 works so you mm-hmm. have a gear score and you unlocking your yeah. standard as you move up blue green purple yellow like yeah. gear levels mm-hmm. um and then you find just fucking heaps of loot and you either dismantle it or sell it which is another downside of the game because you have to do it one piece at a time yeah which was really really hard to put tedious up yeah tedious yeah because you you can handle you can hold up to three hundred items, and yeah. if you let it get to three hundred, and then you go okay, I'll go through this. You're wearing a hat, a shirt, pants, boots, boots, mm. four pieces of gear, yeah. and you have three weapons: and a gloves. pistol, yeah, gloves, yeah, five, five, and yeah. a pistol and two main weapons. Yeah, so you have eight items out of three hundred. Yeah, right. Mm. But also each class that you play as, if you go to a class and you set your gear on that. That gear is now locked, so you can't dismantle it. Mm-hmm. So at most, you can have 32. So 10% of the 300 are locked, yeah. assuming that's what you, yeah, uh, you play it. Yeah. So then you have to go through and individually 
dismantle or sell 270 and, and items. to do that, you have to hold X on it for about three seconds. Oh, it's, I think it's about one or one, two, one or two seconds, it, but it yeah, feels It feels too like long. ages because yeah. then, well, you've got to hold it down and then it goes, ka-ching, it goes, and then I think it's like, about another half or another second afterwards, yeah. that piece then disappears off the screen. Yeah, it pops up the thing gone. saying, like, these are the things you just got from dismantling this. You yeah. press X again, and yeah. then you go to the next thing. Mm. And So yeah. it'll be a, a three-second... Like yeah. per piece, yeah. So 170 or 270 times, yeah. And so I've filled my in the 70 hours. I've probably there's your 70 hours. I've done bits and pieces <laughs> throughout, but the number of times that I've got to 300 and it's like you can't pick things up because yeah. you're full. Um, I've probably done three times mm-hmm. from 300 down yeah. to, and I like switched classes to make them all have my best gear, yeah. So that I actually had to dismantled 292 items wow. and one of the first time I did it I cleared everything and then turned the game off turned it back on and, <laughs> and played for server. a bit and I, I had think. like no I think I played for a bit then turned it off oh, okay. so I got back up to like 50 items yeah. turned it back on started playing and I had 350 so I was wow. over the 300 <laughs> and I couldn't pick anything up yeah I was like, oh, fuck. So I had to go through and do the same thing again. So, like, bugs like that are really yeah, fucked. That's annoying. But, yeah. But see, the other thing that pissed me off about that whole shop thing as well mm-hmm. was that you could, you could, like, save things that were there. Like, if you got blueprints and stuff like that, yeah. then you could automatically just go and purchase that weapon. Yeah. Right? For the in game currency, not the real yeah, not for real. transaction yeah. credits. Yeah. Um, but the thing that really annoyed me about it was that. It would give you a band of about sometimes five, sometimes up to ten different levels. Levels. Yeah. So if you were level forty, um, which was pretty early on, now yeah. one hundred and fifty-nine, I think something yeah. like that. But in in the class, but yeah, if say you're a level forty, it'll Your come up and score. say, yeah. yeah, it'll come up and say, you know, get this item, and it's between. 37 and 43. Yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck, okay. And you spend $800 in-game dollars on it. Yeah. Um, and then you walk out and you shoot somebody in the head and you pick up a gun that's 10 times better. Yeah. You know? And it fucking annoyed the shit out of me because I thought, why the fuck would you bother putting this in a game when you know that the very next contest that this person's going to get into, yeah. they're going to get something better Potentially anyway. get yeah. something. Like their odds are in your favor to get something yeah. better. Yeah. I did... Um, I did appreciate that. For the most part, I find it to be pointless. Yeah. But, so, I got the ultimate edition of the game, which gave you this fancy sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. And there's other sniper rifles that are just as good, and it's just like a visually unique weapon. Oh, yeah. But I got used to how that gun, because I started with it, I yeah. got used to how that gun felt when it shot, and mm-hmm. I liked it. worked well for the way I wanted to play the game. Yeah. Yep. so instead of like getting other sniper rifles and being unhappy with them I just kept buying the same one from the weapons yeah. on demand yeah, thing, yeah, fair because enough. you get the blueprint that, from having the yeah. weapon and um, it just levels up with you then but then the problem is if you're not rotating as you get gear your gear score stays down and the people we, right. were playing, we were playing with a few of our friends and they were weight like my gear score is at like 180 now yeah. because what I would do is as soon as I get a new piece that's higher or like maybe I'll play for an hour and then open my thing and go all the best gear on now yeah. but the gear not only has a high like different gear scores it has different levels of quality so you can have two of the same gun 
that have different firing rates and things yeah, like that because they're within a range as well. So when you yeah. use that weapons on demand, it doesn't just randomly generate the level. It randomly generates all of the attributes the of the weapon. Okay, yeah, cool. So what I would do with my sniper rifle is go into the weapons on demand and say maybe spend like 3,000 getting five of them to yeah. try and get the one that suits my need. Okay. You know? Because there's like boss, there's mini bosses in the game that you'll kill and you'll unlock a legendary weapon, yeah. right? But then it goes onto your weapons on demand, and when you buy it, it's only blue. It's not gold, yeah, yeah. which I find to be a bit weird. Yeah, but um, well, that yeah. that gives you like gold gives you three perks of the weapon. Yeah, um, blue and purple gave you two, uh, yeah. and then I think the green was like one perk, mm. but that was about it. And some of them were big. Like I yeah. got one that was. Um, it was a shotgun, yellow, but I never used shotguns in the game yeah. anyway. But it was plus fifty percent more distance, yeah, and plus I think it was like forty or forty-five percent more damage, yeah. And I thought, Which is pretty awesome from a shotgun, like that's a huge perk to have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had some other bullshit like ten percent less damage from yeah, fucking gas or, or some something. bullshit, fucking, yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, that's fucking weird, but. Um, yeah, I thought that's a massive jump yeah. straight away, but I still just I don't like, you know, the the slowness of shooting yeah. shotguns. And even if it was something that you use, you'd yeah. find a new weapon, like you said, yeah. very soon in after a minute or so. level up. So yeah. the guys we were playing with, their gear score was like plateauing because they what they were doing was finding gear with stats that they liked. Yeah those perks and just keeping that and then they get something new and go oh I don't like that in comparison even yeah, if it's like 10 enough. gear score points higher Yeah. so they were like plateauing their gear score and I was like mm. fuck that no, like what is it the, the per- I didn't even notice the perks really Yeah. like the game is not difficult No. you can dial up the difficulty but we were playing on normal I think mm. and I just had I died I've died a fucking fair few times yeah. My, I now play as field medic predominantly because it has the the class perk or ability is you get a drone that you can send out to revive your friends oh, yeah, and heal yeah. your friends so if you're yeah. playing co-op you can use that That's but it, if you're on playing solo or even in co-op and you get knocked down so you're injured yeah you can he you do the ability and he pulls out the drone and rips it in half and then fucking defibrillates himself oh, with nice. it wow. and then you get up so it's a self-revive that's cool and then I don't know what it is that refills the meter. Each class has a different thing that fills the meter. Yeah. But like in general, I'll play for another five minutes and I'll have the chance to revive again. So I've been predominantly playing as that because I, sometimes I'll do the whole sniping from a distance things and sometimes I'll just gung-ho kamikaze Mm -hmm. in, which is my fucking stupidity. (laughs) But It's um, it's a sure way of getting yourself killed compared to sniping. Exactly. Yeah. And in general, it's always when like someone snuck up because the the one thing the AI does is the ones that have shotguns will walk towards you. Yeah. And so if you're trying to shoot a drone in the air and it keeps fucking moving, mm. a shotgunner can come up behind you and you not notice, and then you turn around to shoot him and you've got to reload, and the reload yeah, exactly. takes like three seconds, and yeah. pretty much every time I die, <laughs> and I'm like, God, not again. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So uh, the gear, I like how they've done it. It feels good to get new gear, mm. but um, at the same time, you don't ever really feel... I never really felt connected to anything no, except for that I. sniper rifle yeah. that I liked because of the way it shot. All mm. my other gear, I was like... 
Well, it's kind of funny because I would do the same thing. Like I'd, I'd level up every single time I got something new. Yeah. And even if it was in the middle of a battle. Yeah. If I'd killed somebody, run around a corner and picked something up, yeah. then I'd quite often go, sweet, pause, and yeah. then just go and have a look. Oh yeah, nice, I could take that. Mm. And it kind of worked against me sometimes because especially when it was sniper rifles, because I'd go and change yeah, and then... You know, sometimes I'd delete the one that I was using or you know, yeah. sometimes I wouldn't but I'd just go and change onto the new weapon and there was like an extra one and a half seconds of reload, you know, time, reload or time or yeah, even just you know, you've still got the same mag but you've got to cock the next bullet yeah, type yeah, thing the, yeah. Um, and yeah sometimes that took the ages action ones and stuff yeah. like that because yeah. they would take a while like if you've got a big shot and there's like three or four dudes that you can take yeah. and you've got five you know magazine like five bullets in your mag yeah. then yeah you'll you'll go bang and then, and then like, <laughs> and yeah. it's like the other dudes are fucked off yeah. and it's like what <laughs> yeah see that's why I stuck with the one that I liked mm. so I would go I think I ended up settling on sniper rifle and SMG because all the SMGs are pretty much yeah. the same yeah so but I always keep the same sniper rifle because like you said, some are like really slow. Yeah. Some have a lower range. Yeah. And then you can change the attachments on them as well. So you can change the scope and shit mm-hmm. like that and put extended mags on them and stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, the same as leveling up the weapons. Like I'd level something up to Mark Three, and then be like, oh, here's one that's five gear score points higher. So I'll just swap to that. Straight away. Yeah. So. I did a lot of that and it, it, it seemed quite pointless after yeah. it not very long it seemed pointless mm. to even bother upgrading things yeah. or you know I exactly I kind of even wish there was like a, a bulk drop items yeah because I didn't sell a lot of things I you know, I only yeah. did it if I had to yeah uh, I didn't dis- dismantle much because I didn't really feel mm. like I had to um, yeah I dismantled a lot of stuff just to do that leveling up and that just yeah. was because it became a thing where I went oh here's a gun and I'll just go through and go do, 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 yeah. upgrade everything that I can play because I have dismantled so many things yeah. so often that I have everything to do that yeah. and the upgrades are like each mark has eight upgrades which are mm. things like plus one to damage or whatever yeah. like plus one yeah. to a different statistic which isn't a lot yeah so and, but I just go fuck it I did notice that very quickly because it's got like the you know the little um bar chart kind of thing on the the power and it'd show yeah. you if it was you know it'd go green if that stat was higher than the one you've currently got mm. like most games do um but yeah when you would when you would go in there and you'd upgrade them you'd click all four or all eight yeah and fucking nothing had changed like they were so minute on the scale yeah. that nothing changed and i was like what the fuck like <laughs> if i'm upgrading this shouldn't it upgrade yeah you know, but it obviously isn't really worth talking about yeah they didn't even it's just one of those things that this game kind of it's a system that's there but it's kind of pointless yeah and um yeah I think that's kind of the general feel of the entire game is Mm. like like don't get me wrong the store like I said the shooting feels really nice yeah like the whole light touch on the trigger to when you're zooming to get the holding your breath thing yeah that just feels great I I reckon because it like you know you hit that spot when the sort of vignette of black goes around the screen and it zooms in slightly more and you're mm-hmm. like, 
and then you hold breath for too long and it's like all over the yeah. fucking screen <laughs> but like the stuff like that and the shooting feels really good like we said I think we mentioned it on the last episode as well the over the shoulder camera yeah. there hasn't been a patch that's changed it yet and probably and it's I don't actually know if they will, quite but, bad um, yeah there's especially when you're hiding in cover yeah I find it can like it's just you lose like 40 30-40% of the screen mm-hmm. like space for yeah. what you're doing and might be a bit of a spoiler here but I'm gonna mention it um I'm at a point now in the game where I'm I've got to kill Walker who's yeah. like the, the, he's bad the bad dude guy. he's you know, the, who was the one John that was your friend Burnthal from uh, The Punisher yeah and Walking yeah. Dead yeah that dude um, no the it's he's from the, the show The Punisher, the Punisher. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he's from Walking Dead oh as he's well. in Walking yeah. Dead as well yeah, yeah. first couple of shit. seasons yeah. yeah first couple of episodes maybe uh, anyway he's um, a fucking pretty decent actor yeah he's not bad and he does pretty well in this game I think the story is actually really good yeah like he's perf- really I think all the character it. performances are really good except for the main nerd dude yeah he yeah. shits me doesn't seem to really give a fuck but he does like the words that he's saying yeah. are really important but he's just like delivering lines and it doesn't matter you and know? he looks like a friggin he needs to get a haircut yes <laughs> he looks like a Picasso painting of colours just, just wash your up, head like dude. weird shit all over him but yeah. anyway I'm up to this part where I'm trying to kill Walker mm-hmm. and he's protected by drones yeah and you're in like a um, uh, like a warehouse room kind of thing yeah and there's you know it's it's big enough it's not huge it's probably like half an aircraft hangar type thing like it's yeah. enough to run around there's a few different levels so you can run up and down stairs um but it is fucking impossible yeah. to do to beat this because you can't see half the shit that's going on because the camera, like, as soon as you duck down behind cover, you can't fucking see anything and it's yeah. right tight on your shoulder. Yeah. All you can see is yourself, really, in the camera and nothing else. Yeah. So you can't really see a lot of what's going on. I've had no issue throughout this game with difficulty mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. It's, if anything, it's been too fucking easy most of the time. Yeah. Now I get up to this dude, and I I f- had one fight before that went for about fifteen minutes, and I did no damage to him at all. Yeah. And <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. There's I know you're supposed to shoot the drones, but the drones stop your bullets, so they kind of shoot things that stop your bullets as well. So you can't damage him until yeah. you've blown them all up. Yeah. But they don't blow up, and I've tried fucking heaps of times. Yeah. So now I'm at the point where I'm kind of like, ah, I'm over it. What about EMP grenades or something? I Done guess it. that. Yeah. Yeah, I've tried it. I've tried putting down four um, mines. Yeah. And making him walk over them. Yeah. No damage. They just blow them up before he yeah. even gets there. Throwing um, grenades at him. Yeah. Does nothing. You know, it's it's just weird. Like That's I don't fucking understand what I'm doing wrong yeah and yeah so now I'm kind of at the point where I'm like eh there's other games coming out maybe I should just switch yeah I've played it for fucking ages I know what it's about yeah yeah I don't need to and like to be fair you've put 55 hours into it I've put 70 into it we may not have finished it but yeah like we've obviously enjoyed it yeah fucking oath I have you know I love big parts of it Yeah. yeah so I mean apart from the repetitiveness like the the story missions are pretty standard 
with the whole go here, do this, and then repeat three times. Yeah. Like, go here, do this, now go there and do that. Yeah. Then go there and do that. And then the mission is complete. And yeah. then go to another mission that's pretty much the and same. And sometimes it's like, go there and do that, and then come back. And then go there and do that. Yeah. And then come back. And then, and it's like, why the fuck am I going <laughs> all the way across the map mm. to have a conversation? Which is another reason why it'd be a good 150 hours yeah. to fully finish yeah. the game, I reckon. Yeah. The faction missions that I mentioned that are refreshed daily, um, they tend to be go here, locate a squad or a car or a thing, and it'll be... You go there, you fucking interrogate someone or you scan a computer and it says to go to the next place and you go there and that's where the thing you've got to destroy or kill or whatever is. Or there's just go to this place and blow up this truck or just go to this place and blow up this drone or whatever. So they're like one step less fucking annoying but also still pointless. Yeah. But they give you... They, it, I do like the system that they've done there because you get these battle points for completing faction missions yeah. which go to this whole separate sort of reward scale on unlocking gear. Mm-hmm. But again, the gear is so... Like, a lot of it's um, just aesthetic stuff like clothes and shit that you yeah. can change, not actual gear. Yeah. But in general, I'm just like... I don't even look at my character anyway except yeah. for his fucking back. Yeah, pretty much. Because you can take... It yeah. takes up so much of the room. Well, the thing that fucking annoys me about that as well is I purchased really early on in the yeah. game, I purchased a mask. Yeah. Where it's like a hockey mask or something yeah, yeah, that yeah. he wears. But because I've got a hockey mask on, technically, any time in the game when I spin the camera around, I can't see his face because he's yeah. got this thing on. Yeah. But he doesn't wear the hats or the helmets ever throughout yeah. the game. So one of the five things that you wear as clothes is a hat or a helmet and yeah. you get you know a perk you know for your gear up as well yeah. but he never ever wore one ever throughout the game because I've got this mask on yeah. so it's a different skin I guess on his yeah. head so they didn't bother with the rest of it but then every single time I got into a conversation yeah it was his face talking like he'd take the mask off straight away kind yeah. of thing and it'd be just like having a conversation put the mask back on and fuck off again <laughs> yeah um but I found that a really weird bug that if I've got a hockey mask on, I take out one fifth of the actual makeup of the game's clothing and yeah, you know, yeah, your yeah. vision of, of how your character looks. Mm. And I never ever once saw him wear a hat yeah. throughout the whole game. Because Which is I a shame because some of the hats are pretty cool. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was thinking like, you know, if I'd chosen a different one, like a gas mask or yeah. something, does that do the same fucking thing? I don't know. It's just a really weird. I don't know. My bug. guy just has face paint to like for camo. Yeah. But every time he's in a cutscene, it just looks weird because he's like standing next to a hospital bed talking to someone. He's like, <laughs> you know, you're gonna be okay, and he's got this blue fucking paint <laughs> on his face. You're just like, yeah, all right, no mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we kind of need to wrap up on this one, but I wanted to just mention the uh, well, the co-op. So, from a multiplayer point of view, you didn't play much multiplayer. No, no. Um, the co-op is actually really fun, but it's as fun as co-op in any game because yeah. what makes co-op fun is hanging out with your mates. Yeah. Um, it's cool to be able to, you know, go. You go do this. You go do this. You mm-hmm. know, like oh, I'll fly the helicopter. You use your drone to spot everything or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the game is so easy that you don't really need much strategy. That is true. Unlike. Yeah say the Division 2 needed a bit more strategy yeah. in the way that you approach things 
so there's that but the the uh there is a multiplayer pvp mode called ghost war which i played a little bit of and there's two game modes one is uh i can't remember what it's called but it's basically one four v four one team's defending one has to go and put bombs on two things and wait for them to blow up and defend them while they're waiting for them to blow up which I guess is Rush from Battlefield, yeah. but with four players assigned. The other one is Deathmatch 4v4, mm-hmm. but when you die, you die. Yeah. So there's no respawning So in both modes. So when you're dead, you're out. Wow. Which is frustrating if you're crap. <laughs> and it's also, I feel like that would be more suited to playing with a group of three of your friends. Yeah. So you've got all four because you're on the mic. That's right. Together. Um, because... You know, and the maps are really big, the same as the normal games. So there's a lot of sniping and stuff like that, oh, yeah. which can be frustrating if you are shit at the game. Yeah. Um, but even if you are good, you can still get like un- be unlucky and cop one. Yeah. In the back of the head, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is frustrating. So, yeah, so, but it is a fun way to play the game, and it's a bit more reminiscent of the older Ghost Recon games, which is kind of what's been missing in the main game from what I've seen of people's complaints about it. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the things that I noticed is looking at the Metacritic reviews, as of today, the user reviews, the um, critic reviews are at like 6.5, which is pretty low, I think. Most people are complaining about the bugs and the repetitiveness of it, which is fine. Mm. But the user reviews are 2.7 out of 10. Wow. It's just been review bombed. There's like 350 total reviews and 280 of them are negative. Wow. where it's probably just zeros of people going they're mainly complaining about the in-game shop now we were talking before about the weapons on demand yeah, store yeah. I'm not talking about that I'm talking about the microtransaction thing okay yeah but basically there's people going um, what they say some of the quotes were like it's shameful it's overpriced it spoils the game having all the having the time saver thing spoils the game and all this shit and I'm just like you yeah. can play this whole fucking game single yeah, player and never touch it I looked yeah. at it like twice even the in-game shop where you buy weapons and gear for your character with yeah. in-game money I only looked at like four or five yeah, times it's the same. Yeah. I just I bought a fucking gunship helicopter and I didn't look at any of the rest That's of the vehicles I, yeah, you know? I spent 350,000 like you know whatever yeah, 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 in-game yeah. currency you just buy and a helicopter and you nev- I never ever yeah. looked in there again so it's been review bombed which I find I, in general, I find negative review bombing uh, to be really fucking retarded. Yeah. To use a non-PC word. <laughs> like, I get that people get frustrated with games um, and with the sort of tactics that companies use to make money. But seriously, you can play... I've played 70 hours of this game. Yeah. You've played 55. We haven't spent any money on in-game shit. So if they've done that for this game, what have they done to fucking well? You think Assassin's NBA Creed 2K? Odyssey? Oh, I don't know what that would have surely, to be on a negative. Surely, because yeah. that is way worse. Than That's this. all That's it like, is. There's this is like left. real fringe. Yeah, and in NBA, it's like predominantly yeah. everywhere in the game. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting and worth mentioning um, because people are real fickle. Yeah, but the comparison to the Division Two. Um, we're going to talk about Ubisoft now. Mm-hmm. They've come out. So first of all, Naughty Dog came out and delayed The Last of Us 2. 
you didn't give you a review score. Oh yeah, scores. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did I say? Four. I think four out of five. Yeah. I'm I was originally going to go three and a half, but like honestly, I've quite enjoyed the game. There's yeah. been some bugs where like, you know, getting stuck in rocks and, you know, clipping My a favorite. tree and your fucking helicopter just goes vertical yeah. and hangs there, not catching fire and not blowing up, just yeah. hanging there. So I've had some weird shit happen, mm-hmm. but in general. Just overall, I've been enjoying the game. Yeah, me too. You know, I have. It's a little bit finicky in places, it's, particularly the over-the-shoulder view. Yeah. But and I've wanted to play it more and more. Yeah. And it's a game that actually drew me in, wanted to play more of it, mm. and enjoyed playing more of it. So yeah. I, I reckon a solid four. Yeah. So there's the score, four out yeah. of five. So now we're talking about Ubisoft. Yeah. So, well, it's related to how people have received the game, Ghost Recon, because... Ubisoft had a earnings... I think they put out a press release or did an earnings call or something. They've got to reveal their earnings on the 31st of October. That's their, like, Uh, earnings thing. So they've come out and drastically downgraded their predictions for their... um, for their income from Ghost Recon. Yep. Because of slow sales badly received launch because of people bitching about the fucking store they actually pulled the time saver stuff out of that in-game store wow following people's complaints which just astounds me but anyway Mm -hmm. you got to do what you got to do for damage control but they they reckon they've drastically downgraded their predictions on their sales projections Mm -hmm. the division two they also had to downgrade their projections on sales because that hasn't done as well as they expected either yeah but the comparison to the Division 2 f- between the Division 2 and Breakpoint, they're both four-player co-op. They're both online. Mm-hmm. They're both shooters that are third person. Um, obviously different in a lot of ways yeah. because, you know, you have vehicles in Ghost Recon and stuff. But they've come out and they, they did a press release and they said the three things that they have identified for why Ghost Recon has not gone well. And one of them was a failure to differentiate the product from other products. So the Division 2 and Breakpoint, both games that are four-player co-op, they both have gear scores. Mm -hmm. So they're like super similar games in that way. And I guess if you played the Division 2 or even the Division 1, because the Division 1 has still got a player base, and Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is also really fucking similar. Like, when they announced Breakpoint, I don't even know if it was when they announced it, like, E3 this year, I remember saying, oh, is Breakpoint a whole new game? I thought it was just DLC DLC. for Wildlands, because the messaging, maybe it was more clear than that, and I just wasn't paying attention, but my understanding of it, like, the way I saw it was like, oh, yeah, cool, they're continuing to support Wildlands because they mm. supported it so heavily yeah, that great. I was like, oh, they must be just inclu- increasing the post-launch support, which is really cool by Ubisoft. Turns out, whole new game. Yeah. Turns out also, I'm not the only fucking person who thought that because heaps of people didn't buy the game. Mm. Um, but they're saying one of the things that they identified was uh, a fatigue as well. They didn't allow enough time because Division 2 came out in March. True. They're only on phase one of like a three-phase fucking post-launch support for that game. So if yeah. you've already bought the Division Two, you're, you're not playing with your mates straight away. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we kind of have a blurred vision of how this all works because yeah. we get very luckily for us, we get provided review copies by mm. companies. We're not going out spending a hundred dollars a game twenty times a year. You know, yeah. we still buy games occasionally, but. 
for the most part we're getting sent them so we kind of lose track of how that works you know if someone goes out and, and they have buy, the option of being able to just pick up a new game yeah instead of going oh which game am i going to play that's yeah. six months old yeah you know because i still want to play it mm. yeah or you know maybe you can only afford to buy two or three games a year and you've already bought the division two because let's be honest that game's really fucking good yeah um are you going to go for something like oh death stranding's coming and PlayStation's first-party games are really good, and Hideo yeah. Kojima can make really fucking good games. Or do I go for another four-person co-op shooter mm. that I'm going to have to get my friends to all buy exactly. as well to come yeah. across with me as well? That's right. So, yeah, they've really like hit the panic button over at Ubisoft because they have not got the reception for this game that they wanted. So they've come out and said mm. that they... And also because there was bugs in the game at launch. There were systems yeah. that didn't work. And people bitched about them too, which is fair. Yeah. But they've come out and they've said, in the interests of ensuring that our game products are high quality at launch, we've decided to delay Watch Dogs Legion, Gods and Monsters, and Rainbow Six Quarantine. So three wow. pretty big games yeah. that were due out in the next six months mm. have now been pushed back to the 2020 to 2021 window, which means... 12 months or more. Yeah. Which yeah. means that, like, and then also Naughty Dog have come out and said that they're delaying The Last of Us 2, yeah, which is a really released. weird yeah. situation. I still haven't got my head around this. They announced the release date less than a month ago, I think, mm. or at, at most a month or so ago. And then changed it. And then within that amount of time, they've gone, oh, fuck. Yeah. We're not going to be prepared at launch. Like, they've just, it's like they've opened a door and gone, fuck, we forgot this entire shit show. <laughs> exactly. You know? What have so, we got here? <laughs> so they've pushed that back three months. So instead of being in February now, that's in May, which has yeah. then pushed Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima from uh, the guys who made Infamous. That's the next... Because I was talking to you and Carl about it, about mm. saying, you know, well, where's that going to fall? Carl was like, yeah. I think it's going to be PS5. And I was like, well, there's nothing for Q2 or Q3 2020 from PlayStation. Mm. So it'll probably be in around there. And it turns out it was for around there, mid-year next year. And because they've moved The Last of Us, now they're moving Ghost of Tsushima back. Yeah. And so now I'm thinking, probably a PS5 launch title, because yeah. why would they put all these resources into making this fucking amazing game? And from what we've seen, Ghost of Tsushima, Tsushima, <laughs> <laughs> fucking name, <laughs> looks really, really impressive. And yeah, some of the lighting effects in the, the gameplay that they showed at E3 were like, you're like, really, is this current gen? Yeah. So I can exactly. understand why, where Carl was coming from. And now I'm like, surely you don't release that Mm. two or three months before the PS5 no. and or don't release that for PS4 when the PS5 is coming out True. like why would you do that why not use that as a massive draw card mm. new IP new system yeah amazing so especially if it's going to be a, a um, you know single system game yeah you know if it's exclusive fair enough like I thought when I look back I kind of thought that um uh what was it called? Um, keep thinking Gears of War, but it's not Gears of War. Um, uh, Grand, not Grand Turismo, the other one. Um, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah. That came out the year before the PS4. Yeah. And 
I kind of wondered why they did that. Like, why did they push that out and then wait four or five years or whatever it was to like get the remaster out and upgrade it and you know know, it was the remastered version Mm. of this fantastic game when they could have probably waited but they had already been working on it for so long on that system that they had to release it I get the way that I see it is because you're going from a really large footprint of number of people that own the systems to a really fucking small number yeah that is true so say you have 80 million people that own PS4s mm. and you'll have maybe in the first month or three months of the PS5 you might get up to 10 million or something. Yeah, yeah. So releasing the game, it makes sense, I guess, in that way. But like if they keep delaying it, it's like mm. release it and then do like they did with The Last of Us. They released The Last of Us as like the final yeah. PS exclusive on the PS3. Yeah. And then within a year I think it was a year later they released the remaster on PS4 True. yeah that included the DLC yeah and so that way you get all of the fucking 80 to 100 million PS3 users on board plus or however ones. what percentage of them buy that yeah. plus yeah. people rebuying it or buying it for the first time on PS4 mm. yeah so that's fair in terms of sales numbers that works but yeah it's just we'll see what happens mm. Maybe Ghost of Tsushima will come out on both systems. Yeah. Like a, you know, just a game that's on both systems. But going back to Ubisoft, it's interesting that they've sort of... Because their success with Assassin's Creed Odyssey with their whole games by numbers thing that they do, where all their games are pretty much the same, just Mm -hmm. with different characters and stories. Yeah. um, They're pretty much the same. So you can imagine why people would get fatigued. Personally, I fucking love them and can't get enough. Yeah, still, and I would have thought I'd be tired of it because, like I said, we play every game. Yeah. So if anyone's getting tired of it, it should be people like us who are playing them all. That's true. But yeah. they're still good enough to drag us in. Mm. But potentially for people who can't buy every fucking game, they're the ones who are going. Well, fuck. Do I want another game? But I don't understand that either because if you're limited. The games, you're limited with your funds. Surely the games you're buying are ones like Ubisoft games that yeah, have just exactly. immense amounts of stuff to do, yeah. content, yeah. plus the post-launch support. Mm. But it reminds me of Telltale games. Oh, yeah. You know, they yeah. did the same formulaic thing with a different story every time, and mm. they went bankrupt. Yeah, that's right. So potentially Ubisoft have gone... They were like, fuck yeah, we're on a high from Assassin's Creed Odyssey and whatever the other thing was, uh, Far Cry, I think. Yeah. That went real well. They're like, sweet, we're on track. This is, we've nailed this. We've got yeah. this locked down. And then Ghost Recon and The Division 2 don't meet their projections. And they're like, fuck panic stations. Yeah. Um, maybe <laughs> we'd fucked up somewhere along the line. We've misread this situation. Um, but yeah. I'm kind of spewing. That's, that's weird too because they are French and they very rarely would take any responsibility from misreading <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it is disappointing because fuck, I already pre-ordered the uh, Ubisoft online store version collector's edition of Watch Dogs Legion that yeah. has it has like a statue of this skull mask Oh yeah, with the LED strip around the head wow. and it lights up. Wow. So, like I'm keen as fuck for that game obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, to have to wait until potentially the end of next year. And if, Mm. you know, if it's coming out on PS5, 
you know I want the PS5 oh, version. Oh, yeah, exactly. Not the fucking shitty PS4 version. Which means it's another $500 yeah, plus well, for the game. My, yeah, we'll see what happens E3 next year. Yeah. They'll show more of it, and they'll probably be like, and it's coming to PS5. Yeah. And then I'll be like, change me fucking pre-order, you bastards. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that. We've talked enough about Ubisoft. It's just something yeah. interesting that I wanted to discuss, because we tend to only do game reviews for the most part, and I thought, you know... It's nice to have a chat. Yeah, that's right. Now, so another one you've been playing recently. I haven't played this one, Concrete Genie. Yep, Concrete Genie. So I'll try it to rush good. through the next two. Now this yeah. one, the the story is that you're a kid named Ash who's from this town called Denska, and you like to draw shit in a sketchbook. You're a little bit of a nerd. Yeah. And there was a, an environmental disaster near your town because it's like a seaside town. Mm-hmm where there was an oil spill or something and just generally the businesses and industries of that town, they just left. Wow. And now it's basically an abandoned town. All that's there is delinquent teenagers that are just like smashing bottles and being general dickheads. <laughs> and you who goes back to re- reminisce every now and then, like I think at the beginning he reads a note from his mum that's like, we're going to be out for a while. Oh. You know, don't go to Tenska stay the fuck away from there yeah. love you lots and he's reading it while he's in Densko like whatever mum yeah. um, and he's <laughs> little, drawing in his little book and the teenagers rock up and they're like ha ha dickhead back, smack him in the back of the head steal his book and they rip it and tear all the pages out oh. and they scatter and he's like sad and then they push him into this little like cable car that takes him to the, this lighthouse island Yeah, and so the town's abandoned but it has this darkness in air quotes that's like these little purple slash black tentacles of goo that are around the place and it's general evilness and your cable car gets to the lighthouse and then it gets jammed there by this black shit and you've got to figure out how to get back and the way that you do that is that you find one of the pages of your book that magically got taken to the lighthouse and it has this little ghost thing that you drew and it's called a genie and it comes to life and it gives you a magic paintbrush so you can paint these like wild neon fucking paintings like sort of fancy old paintings on the walls mm-hmm. and um, interesting. basically the idea of the story is that you have to save the town from the darkness using your painting to bring it back to life okay um, which is it's a pretty unique idea yeah And it's executed really quite well at the beginning when you start playing it. You're like, wow, this is cool. Like, all you have to do is press R2 and it goes into paint mode. And you can paint by using the right stick. But the default is motion controls on the the moving your DualShock controller around. Yep. Um, And you can paint different things and you unlock more things to paint as you find pages of your book. So... To start with, you have like stars and auroras, like the fucking aurora fucking thing that you see oh, in the yeah. northern, yeah, what do you northern call them? Aurora, aurora Borealis, that yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, trees and plants and fires, campfires. And so you just select what you want to draw or paint, and then you move your cursor by moving your controller, and then you hold down the, the paint button and move and your controller and it like switches. paints. Like if you go horizontal it'll draw a line of stars or whatever and trees yeah. you go vertical yeah nice um, cool and like campfires so there's also suns and moons and stuff so you can paint pretty there's no rules on what you can paint so you can go to a wall and you can just make a scene 
and it looks really cool. And to begin with, when you start playing, you're like, wow, this is just like unlocking my creativity. I can do whatever I want. And you'll find other genies, like chalk drawings on the floor, and you have to paint that genie where to it is and it makes him come alive and yeah. you can it has its standard design but then you can draw like horns on it and all this oh, kind yeah, of shit cool. but there's no rules so you can go like two horns out of the head or you can just cover his whole body make him look like an urchin with <laughs> horns and so when it comes to life it's like dynamically moving from the original picture yeah but it's got all these fucking weird things to get <laughs> out of it so it's cool in that way the kids love it they yeah. think it's great. It's only about five to seven hours long, which is, or four to eight, roughly, depending how long you take to paint. Yeah. Um, I got to the point now where it's like, so the way that you progress is there's these strings of lights and you've got to paint anything. doesn't matter what, as long as it touches those lights. So I just go stars, draw a horizontal line through the lights, they all light up, and yeah. then the genie walks across and clears some darkness or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, or there'll be darkness blocking a way that the genie can't get through because he follows along the wall mm-hmm. and he'll do little things like set fire to a blanket that's covering a doorway or something. So there's like real simple problems, puzzle yeah, solving yeah. shit in it that you've got to solve using the genie and he'll give you super paint to clear the darkness and you get that by, it'll bring up like a little thought bubble for the genie and it'll say like fire or stars or something and it's things that he wants you to paint. Mm-hmm. And then when you paint it, all these love hearts appear and then he tells you the next thing and you do like three and it fills your super Cute. paint thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice in that way, and but that's the only way that it controls what you're painting. So you've really just got freedom to paint whatever you want and you can make really nice scenes or you can just make the most hodgepodge fucking mess <laughs> by just going... Paint, 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 cover the whole wall in 20 fucking trees. Mm -hmm. So, um, although it's a really cool idea, I guess if you're a really creative person and you like just want to sit back and play it the way that they creators have gone, you know, just let your mind be Be free and to do this cool shit. Um, you know, but the stuff that they showed when they showed it at E3, like they showed a waterfall you painted a waterfall and it filled up this lake on the wall and the lily pads and shit appeared none of that is in it it's a lot less dynamic and interactive now Um, there's a little bit of interactivity with the genies which is related to trophies where you know if you stand next to a wall where a genie is without doing anything for a while they'll pop up a thought thing that's like you know draw this thing and it'll be you can draw an apple and you draw an apple and they'll throw it or something and there's like or like um pick up a basketball and throw it to them and they'll dunk it through a hoop or something. But it's completely unrelated to the story and it's just like a, hey, you play basketball, trophy. Yeah. Um, things like that. So it kind of gets a little bit old, for me at least. So I found myself just doing the stars to get through the areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then midway through the game, it introduces this combat where you're fighting these like blobs of darkness or whatever. And it's real basic combat and the painting kind of takes a back seat for a minute. Wow. And it's really fucking weird and then it tees up until you beat a final boss and then it lets you continue playing the game and goes back to no enemies anywhere yeah. and just and painting, painting. Um, till you find That's the bizarre. rest of your pages and stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of disjointed. Um, but I really like the concept and I find the drawing, the painting stuff when I first started playing it, I was like, fuck, this is really charming. 
and the story of him like trying to reinvigorate his town that he has such bright memories of and now mm-hmm. it's this dark shithole yeah. there's like you know subtext there about depression and all that kind of stuff which you know is always interesting mm-hmm. in the way that people implement that in their games you yeah. know yeah it is so yeah I think overall I'm going to give it only a 3 out of 5 just because um, although it's good and it's really short I feel like if it was longer it would be fucking no good yeah but yeah, even at the short length that it is, it kind of got old. Um, but I think it's worth picking up to experience. It's one of those games that, you know, it's like if Journey wasn't quite as good, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. It's completely different to Journey, but it's yeah. like a mini game. It's not a mini game, you know, like a smaller game that's a PS exclusive that you go, you know, you really need to experience that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's it's pretty cool it just falls down in a few areas. Yeah. So yeah, enough. three out of five. The other one that I've got is Medieval, which is the classic PS1 game Medieval, which tells the story of Sir Daniel Fortescue, <laughs> who history remembers him as the hero of Gallomir, who went and fought the, what's the guy's name? Zorax? <laughs> yeah. Zarok? Zarok, yeah. Zarok, he fought the evil wizard Zarok, the necromancer who was trying to take over the world and defeated him in battle. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the uh, the sands of time have slightly changed the story to that because in reality, he led the charge and copped an arrow in the eye in the first 10 seconds <laughs> and died. So um, Zarok is back and he's raised the dead and in doing so, he's raised Sir Daniel Fortescue from the mm-hmm. dead and uh, he's back to try and actually be a hero instead of just being a hero in the stories without actually <laughs> yeah. done anything it's a ps1 classic and it is i vaguely remember playing it on ps1 i remember him from playstation all-stars battle royale which yeah. was the playstation's like short-lived super smash brothers thing mm-hmm. they had him i think as a dlc character and people were like who the fuck's that guy yeah because, you know, everyone knows Crash Bandicoot yeah, and everyone knows Spyro, but Medieval and Sir Daniel Fortescue were like, they kind of went by the wayside. Yeah, they were a bit different. Yeah. Mm. But it has this humour to it. Yeah. Um, it's like, in that vein of like the old school games where humour was a huge part of yeah. the storytelling. Yeah. And they went away from that in a lot of different games. But mm. yeah, there's, there's that a real original, you know, love for those games that I've still got yeah. because you know, even like um, Grim Fandango and stuff yeah. like that like just simply nice games to play Yeah, but just the fun and the journey along the mm. way was the thing that really is the capturing it and Medieval's very much like that yeah now so it was a it's a 3D platforming adventure game sort mm. of not so much platforming but adventure game yeah so it's got the it's kind of got a bit rough camera controls because they've been really you know with Crash Bandicoot Remastered how they took the original game reskinned it to make it look really good but they mm. also changed it a bit to make it fit with how we do platformers yeah. these days to make it a bit more feel a bit more right mm-hmm. in modern times yeah. they haven't really done that with Medieval oh, wow. yeah. it's got a new paint job and remastered music and everything it's all the same soundtrack mm-hmm. so from a nostalgia point of view it's like fucking right there but some of the stuff has aged not so well like the camera controls don't feel very nice and things like that but in general like if you haven't played it if you have played the original this is a great nostalgia thing Um, 
if you haven't, you can still get this and have a good time with it. Like, mm. you know, the humor, he rips his arm off and uses it as a weapon because he's a yeah, skeleton exactly. now. Like, shit like that. <laughs> and, you know, gargoyles hang shit on him because they're like, you know, history remembers you well, but we know you're a fucking, <laughs> you know, you didn't do shit. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's one of those, it's bizarre because there's certain characters out there that are just beloved and there's some that have just slipped by the wayside and yeah. this is one that's kind of slipped by the wayside. It's not really well remembered. Yeah. And so I think it's just great that it gets a second chance at, mm. at life and yeah, I just think that people should get it. Yeah. Yeah. Now well, this one, I've only given this three and a half out of five as well because you know, it, it is an aged game yeah. just with a reskin but 3.5 is still good. Oh, it is. Yeah, For a game it's that's not shit. like a long, long time It's 21 old. years. It yeah. came out in 1998. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, if you take it with a grain of salt because it's, you know, a PS1 game mm. on PS4. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. Like yeah. I started playing it this morning and Tyler was like, hey, I know that guy. He's from Battle Royale because I let <laughs> them play the PS3 games and yep. they play heaps of PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, uh-huh. which makes them the only people in the fucking world that did. Um, and he's well, like, and still are. He's like, oh, that guy's from Thing. And like, because it's the load screen yep. when you turn on a game and it's got Daniel there. Yeah. And then a, a thing of lightning, green lightning at the back from Zarok and his necromancy. Yeah. And Tyler's like, oh, does he have a thunder power? Because like in Battle Royale, his power is that green lightning. And I'm like, no, that's the bad guy. Yeah, exactly. just done that because whatever <laughs> yeah, reason. that's right. But he's like, yeah, I know that character. And I started playing it and he was like, oh, you ripped his arm off. <laughs> so, yeah. It's yeah. rated M for fantasy violence. And the kid's like, oh, we can't watch this. It's M. Because it has zombies and shit. Yeah, fair enough. But, like... You're like, shut up. Sit down and watch. This is yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, these are the same kids that watch me play Breakpoint. And I'm like, cover your eyes. I'm pressing R3, <laughs> doing a melee attack. Which, by the way, I think we mentioned it last episode, that, but those fucking melee attacks, some of them are fucking brutal. brutal. Yeah, they are. Just, like, grab a guy and just shank him five times in the chest. Yep. You're like, whoa! And real quick, with lots of, like, blood splatter and mm. kind of yeah. noises, and you're like, Jesus Yeah, Christ. Laura's like, why are you letting him watch this? I'm like, they're covering their eyes. They're, she's like, they're looking through their fingers. <laughs> I'm like, no, they're not. Don't look. Yeah, exactly. So then oh, it's okay to see all of the corpses on the ground <laughs> and me headshotting. Like, oh, I headshot him from like 400 meters. They can't even see. All they yeah, see exactly. is a guy just fall over. Yeah. You know? It's kind of depressing though, really, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you should be able to see some kind of poof out the back of yeah. the head or something. Oh, it feels good though. Yeah. But yeah, we've been playing The Outer Worlds. We're not going to talk about that. No, we're that's, not going to talk about that. That's MA. And I've been letting them watch that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know, maybe it's the language or something. Maybe it gets worse as I go on, but yeah. even the violence isn't very, from what I've seen, just shooting people and hitting them with swords and shit. Yeah, most it's of not it. not super violent. Some of them blow up. Yeah. Some, like when you shoot somebody with a plasma I think I saw rifle. a guy with no legs, like a corpse yes, with no legs. Yes, at the start, yeah. yeah. But when sometimes you'll shoot a person and they'll explode. Mm. And that kind of sucks because then you don't really get any loot out of them either. But, it's really inconsiderate. Yeah, I know. It's fucking nasty. So, but yeah, that, that's a bit weird. But you don't see it as bad either. I don't think. Like, I don't think they explode with you know, like 
yeah jelly amounts of fucking mm. blood everywhere but like some games yeah. are pretty bad for that mm. so yeah I don't know what it is maybe I think it's like drug use and things like that yeah possibly I do like that the um, antidote for poisons is called Oli Oli Toxin Free <laughs> that's good that is pretty good yeah <laughs> um, my general first impression of the outer world is Fallout in space which is everyone's impression of it from what yeah. I've seen yeah. and fitting because they did New Vegas and they're mm-hmm. like just Obsidian like one of the reasons the game this game is one of the reasons why I'm sad that it's a plot they're owned by Xbox now and Microsoft yep. because Obsidian have always made the best RPGs mm. like they did Baldur's Gate and all those kind of things like the team yeah. there they did Fallout 1 and 2 the, the designers and like they've they're these guys who are just industry veterans mm-hmm. from all over. Yeah. And like they did Pillars of Eternity, which I backed on Kickstarter when Obsidian were like kind of in dire straits. Yeah. And they were like, we just want to make games that other games that we want to make. Mm-hmm. And it got backed way above what they had hoped for and brought out this game that was like a classic Baldur's Gate style isometric view RPG that was yeah. just fucking excellent. Yeah. It had its downsides, but in terms of systems. RPG systems and story mm-hmm. and scripting and the world that's created. These guys are masters of what they oh, do. Yeah. And you can see that immediately in the outer worlds. Yeah, it's true. So yeah. my only issue so far is that it feels it feels a little basic. It yeah. feels like there's something missing. Like the I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's me. Maybe I'm missing from it. You know, like just my care yeah. is just not right there. Um, and it could be coming from an action-based game like playing Breakpoint for yeah. 50 hours mm. and then going into this. like It's a much like, more slow pace. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, immediately from the character creation, you can see how complex the systems yeah, are. Yeah, that's right. In, yeah. in all of that shit. And that's, that's what I mean. It's like going from you know, the speed of a Formula One car and now I'm riding on the tram. Yeah. You know, and it's like and it's all story based it's all lots of reading you know, and yeah exactly and, and you, know, and you come across things constantly in rooms you know where you've got to read an A4 piece of paper yeah and fucking hell I've got ADD I don't have time for this shit yeah. you know like reading fuck make a movie out of it you know <laughs> that's the kind of thing and I miss a lot in games because of that yeah Um, and Obsidian RPGs are like you know that's their fucking jam yeah and it has been forever so I totally get Mm. that and not putting that down Um, but the other game that I've just picked up is um, Call of Duty yeah Modern Modern Warfare Warfare. and again that's another Formula 1 speed you know kind of game more than Breakpoint is too yeah exactly like that's fucking and it's hectic like it is really fucking full on Mm. the very first scene the very first cut scene in the game where you turn it on and it's just loaded is there's a group of people in this car and they're like you know we will fight and we will die and we will you know change the world and we will bloody this and that Um, then all of a sudden the van pulls up the back doors open Mm -hmm. and camera kind of pans across like these um, you know torso kind of shots of these people some carrying guns and then it gets to a guy fully strapped with bombs yeah 
they all file out of the car, the guys with the guns scatter, and he just takes like five steps in the middle of this like shopping kind of district. Yeah. Stands there and puts his arms in the air and it just stops for a second. And there's a guy standing right in front of him with a briefcase on his mobile phone that just kind of turns around and looks at him like, what the fuck? And there's a mum with a kid with shopping bags like standing fucking two metres from this dude. Yeah. And they like she just stops and as soon as he puts his hands in the air, she just goes to grab cover the kid job, and cover yeah. it. And all of a sudden, boom. And it's like, fuck. You know, like straight away in this game, yeah. you're like... This kind of brought me back to, you know, COD years ago yeah. where they had the aeroplane, like the airline fucking... No right. Russian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of scene where it's like, fucking takes your breath away when you see that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, or even back when um, Homefront. Yeah. I remember that and you're yeah, on the bus and fucking, you see them kill the dad and like yeah, the kids. execution and yeah. like body pits and shit like that. And that was harsh. Like, yeah. you know, this is a lot more like that. And yeah. You know, it's fucking nuts. The very first part of the campaign is um, you're in London. Yeah. And London's been bombed and they're, they're like taking over London basically. Yeah. And there's fucking like just crazy shootouts on the streets and bombs going off and mm. fucking all kinds of shit going on. And it's hectic. There's, yeah. you know, you walk into rooms and it's just people screaming, just yeah we're shopping you know like what the fuck's going on yeah um and it's like wow this is really close to home like there's a lot of this kind of shit happening in the world yeah. right now and it's actually really fucking confronting to be yeah put in a situation where you're playing that so mm. it's kind of making me you know a bit one way or the other because I'm like fuck I could be playing the outer worlds where it's really chilled and you know kind of very yeah, different fun loving and like yeah almost com- friendly comedy almost yeah, yeah it's yeah. pretty comedic and then that or just psycho fucking crazy yeah. shit yeah um, and because I've been playing Breakpoint it's like wow I want to keep playing the adrenaline yeah you know, and not yeah, I don't know. It's like watching a cartoon and then watching like Black Mirror or fucking yeah, exactly something like that. That's or right. Like Saving Private Ryan or something. <laughs> that's you know, it. You're and you're like, like oh yeah, fuck. Anyway, I should go back that... to The Simpsons. Put <laughs> <laughs> on Bob's Burgers again. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I saw a really cool shirt. Speaking of uh, Bob's Burgers, yeah. At um, not EB Games. It was at Zing today, mm-hmm. and it had a picture of Bob standing right in the middle of it, holding a burger in his hand. And in a big, like, square behind him is a whole bunch of the, like, things that he's written up on the chalkboard, oh, the yeah. names of the burgers. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. Just reading some of them was yeah. so good. Nice. And if you get a chance to go past a zing and you see it, yeah. stand there and have a read of them because they're fucking great. Just zing in and have a look. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Had a couple of zingers on a shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's meta. And then I walked away, like, we drove out of Interpilly Shopping Centre and I drove past a car and its um, number plate was KFC 365. And I've just gone, you fat motherfuckers. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah, anyway, that's been my day. Yeah, so... And then I did a podcast. (laughs) We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. It was 150. Um, Yeah, which, you know, we've definitely improved. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. We'd like to think so. Yeah, Thanks no one's joining. told us if we had. Yeah, but. thanks for joining us on the journey. This is our final episode. Because <laughs> we're at break point. Yeah, 
No, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, 150 it, episodes. It's pretty full on. It really yeah. is. And we've done some pretty cool things along the way. Yeah. Had a lot of really special people come on board. Yeah. Um, you know, originally the, the whole plan was to try and make this as, I guess, you know, Q&As with, with developers and things like yeah. that and get as many people on board as we could. Uh, and we did that for quite a while. We, yeah. You know, we even had Esso from Bliss and Esso. We had, you know, guys that were making the... Yeah, know, Aussie developers Aussie came devs. on. And, um, yeah. and then just life kind of got us a bit too busy for that stuff. So it came yeah. down to just being us having a chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, here we are. It's now been really cool. Now we're to the point where we just sit and have face-to-face combos. Yeah. We're considering... We, you know, we're at the point where we consider doing other things like live streaming, <laughs> but don't do it. Yeah. Um, if that's something that our listeners would be interested in, you know, doing most of our recording we do on Sundays. So if you're bored on a Sunday Arvo for an hour and want to watch two fucking middle-aged <laughs> uh, pingles doing yeah, their thing, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, just, just let us know. We'll think about it because, yeah. you know, it's not hard for us to... We've already got the laptop open with a camera, so yeah. people are already probably watching us. Yeah, they probably are. Thanks, um, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, what but, we need is just some beers and, and we'll mm, go live, so... Yeah, so yeah. send beers. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. We um, hope you've enjoyed the, this and the previous 149 odd. And if you have any comments to make, please do, and you can send them to podcast at dropbeargaming.com see we have got better at that <laughs> definitely it's beautiful yeah it is it's it rolls just... off the tongue we need to get <laughs> well we have a PO box it reminds me of like um, WB Kids and, and like Cheese TV and stuff yeah. where it's like or Disney Saturday Disney mm-hmm. back in the day yeah. you know send your letters to GPO <laughs> box blah 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 <laughs> I prefer Rodney Rude send your letter to Bob Hawke put his address on the front Beep, Canberra. He got it. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. That's the only reason I knew postcodes in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are all 300, 3,000. Yeah. When I yeah. was a kid. Back right. I don't remember any of that shit now because no. life. Brains and mush. Yeah. So thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, peace out. Ciao.